Welcome to the opening night of this October 2021 session. He'll be led by uh, Kisei and me. In the Zen tradition, we are not, teachers are not edifiers. They're not here to educate you about something in particular. But rather, our role is to try to help inspire you and encourage you for both what is possible and also to um, acknowledge that the truth that we are seeking, the freedom that we are seeking, the realization that we all long for is not found someplace else. We're all beginners. The first ox herding picture of the 10 ox herding pictures is someone who is looking around and sees traces of the ox, traces of their true nature, traces of freedom and liberation. And on that path, we're always beginning. Each step is a new step. Each step is another path, another step on the path that we don't know where it's going to lead, what's going to unfold, and yet we take each step, each step with the beginner's mind, each step fresh, new. So as we begin this session, please let go of everything you think you know. <clears throat> and we do that by giving emphasis to the present. Some of us have been practicing for many decades, some people for many minutes, but regardless of what our experience is, we come with a burden of, I know, I am, I understand, I don't understand, I'm weak, I'm strong. None of those are helpful. So the not knowing mind is the foundation of practice. The not knowing mind of, we're beginning this week-long retreat and we will have different kinds of experiences and breath by breath they will manifest and the path will manifest. And in some traditions, they say that the path and the fruit of the path are not two. Sashin is a unique way to practice. And we have our particular Zen style but meditation retreats have been part of the Buddha's teaching since his first rain retreats, rains retreat, 2,500 years ago. And the Buddha repeats over and over again that to understand the transcendental, to understand that which is common in all places and all times, to understand the unborn Buddha mind, to understand our true nature, it is important that we take a step back from the tumult of the world. He says, put aside craving and grief for the world. Put aside craving, desire, and disappointment for the world. So as we begin this retreat, please let go of all of those stories, all the media stories that have been injected into our brains, all the, the, what, the, the stories about what we think might be happening someplace else because the ones that we remember tend to be the ones we're afraid of. And let go of all of those, put aside grief for the world, so that we can see what the world is made of, 
so we can see the underpinnings of the world, so we can investigate and establish ourselves in the ground of being. And the way we do that is with mindfulness and concentration. Beginning with the first establishment of mindfulness, the body. Zen practice is not about something that is done just with the mind or something that's done with understanding. It's a total experiential practice. If someone is working on koans, it, the koan is a total body experience. So as we sit down here, we first embody our body, and we embody it by giving attention to it. And that attention can be done at many different levels. But the most fundamental way is feel the body with the body. We can't feel the body with anything else. We don't feel the body in the head. The mind does not feel the body. The body feels the body. And what we, how we see what the body is, in a way, has to do with our maturity and our experience. Because the body has no boundary, fundamentally. The body is inclusive, fundamentally. The body is always anchored right here and never moves anywhere else. So the practice is to inhabit the body without knowing and to trust each breath, each moment is going to come forward as it must, as it needs. And we entrust ourselves to this process. We entrust ourselves to our true nature mind. We come together in this retreat because we have a unique karmic connection with us or with everyone around us. A unique connection. Online people and people in this room. So just think about there is 8 billion people in the world and there are approximately 57 million square miles and out of those 8 billion people and 57 million square miles, all of us have entered in this one little tiny space, all of us together, breathing and sharing the field of our energy and the molecules of our air. The probability that we are, would actually come together is extremely infinitesimal. And yet, here we are. And from a Dharma perspective, we say that our roots, our roots of interconnectedness, our roots of practice, our roots of the common aspiration for awakening are deep. And don't just happen accidentally. Don't just happen incidentally. But our practice is entwined, part of, infused by everyone in this room and everyone online. So as we practice individually, as we sit in our own skin, as we practice not knowing and, and trusting ourselves and looking deeply with mindfulness and concentration at the nature of things, it affects everybody in the room. 
everybody is resonant with us. So if we encounter some difficult patch, there is support. The field is still around. If we encounter something that is very smooth and inclusive and expansive, then we share that with everyone. We are all in this together, both physically, psychologically, and also energetically at a field level. So we've set aside this time and joined together to investigate the great mystery. Now, the great mystery is not a matter of understanding, obviously. We don't understand the great mystery. The great mystery is a great mystery. The source of our being and the being of the world, everything comes out of the great mystery. And yet, we can appreciate, we can acknowledge, we can have faith in the infinitely creative, infinitely um, effulgent, infinitely blossoming life that comes through us. And how do we do that? The body knows the body. The body, each moment, comes into being. Now, as we practice during this session with mindfulness, with concentration, with the other factors of enlightenment, that investigation and that practice has several byproducts. Calmness, confidence, clarity, goodness, wisdom, loving-kindness, joy, compassion, equanimity. And these are byproducts of the sustained attention on what is fundamental. They are not byproducts of the storytelling mind. They're not byproducts of the assessing, evaluating mind. They're byproducts of turning our attention to what is truly essential, what's at the core. And the nice thing is, everyone, everyone here is fully and completely equipped and endowed to discover and to taste for themselves the richness of the Dharma, the richness of our life, and to reap the benefits that come from practice. No one is lacking. Everyone is endowed completely. And how do we know that? We know that because everyone here has got the five aggregates, has got a form, has got thoughts, has got feelings, has got some volitional action, discrimination, has got consciousness. And those are exactly the requisites And if we take those requisites of body, mind, and consciousness, and we add to it the mix of not knowing, of curiosity, of paying attention, interesting things unfold. Interesting things are faced. And we begin to transform, not get rid of, but to transform our relationship with the suffering in our life and the suffering of the world. 
And as we transform that relationship from one of aversion and pain to one of wisdom and compassion, then not only are we eased, but everywhere we go, we can then offer that kind of peace, confidence, wisdom. The Buddha did not advocate suffering. He never recommended it. He actually tried, you know, saying, well, is suffering a way to awakening? And he said, no, no, it's definitely not. When we are not suffering, when we begin to actually see through the the karmic, psychological, whatever burden that we have, the shell, the cocoon that we have wrapped around our true nature, as we begin to soften, let go, crack open, whatever metaphor you want to use, that, and become a person of greater ease and confidence and presence, then that ease and confidence and presence is a foundation to help the world. If you think about when are you feeling more likely to help people and to be smiling and appreciate them is when you're feeling good. It's when you're feeling uh, settled and calm inside. If we're racked by suffering, we don't want to help people. So if order to manifest bodhicitta, in order to manifest the aspiration for awakening for the benefit of all beings, we also have to overcome suffering. And the Buddha said, you know, I teach one and one thing only. I teach suffering, what is suffering, and the end of suffering. And that's what we're here for session for, is to investigate, to look into the end of suffering. So we come together. We live in harmony for these few days in order to pursue this great investigation in order to awaken bodhicitta, in order to awaken loving-kindness for the benefit of ourselves, our families, everyone in the world. There are a few guidelines that are helpful for us as we go forward. Because this is not something that can be done from the outside, this is about seeing beyond the stories that we have carried with us, the stories that we have bought into, the stories that we have generated for perhaps millennia, eons, kalpas. We suggest turn the mind on toward the mind. Turn the attention towards the root of attention. Turn the attention toward awareness. Turn awareness toward awareness. Now that is not different than feeling the body with the body because we only feel the body with awareness. So when you're intimately feeling the body or the hands or the breath, whatever your anchor is, and you are immersed in that, that is awareness of being aware of awareness. They're not two separate things. So because we are turning the attention away from the problems and the endless varieties and distractions of the world, we suggest don't look around. Just 
keep your eyes down so that your attention is not just constantly drawn out by other things. Secondly, we recommend no talking. This is a silent retreat, even though I'm chattering away right now. But to have silence in the mind, to know that root of silence out of which all sound comes, to know the root of silence, to turn our attention away from noise to the foundation of all sound is part of the emphasis of Sashin. The nature of words is to discriminate, and the nature of, of fundamental reality is non-dual. Experience is non-dual. Assessment about an experience is very dual, very two things. So to experience the body with the body, awareness with awareness, right here, right now, mindful, concentrated, It has no opposite. It has no other. It's whole and complete, lacking nothing right there. So we suggest, don't look around. Don't talk. Don't distract yourself. Don't write. Don't use the cognitive mind to try to put the great mystery into a little box on a page. Understanding is the booby prize, as they used to say in Est. And lastly, really have respect for all these people who are here with a profound aspiration. All these people here who have set aside time and have this longing in their heart for truth, for freedom. So respect everyone whether we've been here for 10 minutes or we've been here for 10 years, that respect, that appreciation of their efforts is important. And one of the ways that we manifest that is not by just ignoring and pretending nobody else is there, you know, that's, we can do that, but by, as you pass, as you, to stop, to bow, you don't have to look at people, you don't have to Talk to them, but you bow with respect. Oh, here's somebody who's traveling on the path with me. I, I, I respect your, your presence. I respect your intention. I respect your effort. And so this practice of hands palm to palm and bowing is a way of acknowledging the respect that is in our hearts and sharing that when someone is going through a very difficult time, and of course, that's how we grow, is by going through difficult times, but it's nice to know that somebody respects you, appreciates the challenge that you are facing. The bottom line is that liberation, freedom, awakening is possible for us, for each of us.
And it's not some abstract, esoteric, philosophic explosion that people often have in their minds. And sometimes, if our particular fixed view of the world cracks, it can be a little explosive. Because suddenly, the way we thought the world was made according to us, we see is not true. And that's, that's destabilizing. But usually, the way that it happens is it softens, softens, softens. It softens until the barriers between us and us, the barriers between me and you, the barriers between here and there, the barriers between past and present and future, the barriers all fade into the nature of the inclusive now. So as we begin, please have deep confidence and have deep faith that whatever comes, whatever reveals itself, whatever challenges they may be, by moving towards them, by looking into them, by accepting fully and engaging, right there is the place of liberation. Thank you. Let's, uh, let's sit for uh, until whatever period this is supposed to be, and then at the end of the period we'll do the four bodhisattva vows. Okay? So whether you move or not is okay, but you're now officially doing zazen. <laughs>